Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which the upcoming match is being played. We would also like to pay our respects to elders past and present. It's about to blow your mind. It's coming around like a Welcome to AFL Nation. And a very good afternoon and welcome to Marvel Stadium as round four of the AFL continues this weekend, Easter weekend. It is a pleasure to have your company, Matthew Cox, with you here on AFL Nation for tyre power. Big Easter sale now on. We're building up towards Essendon and GWS this afternoon. Our match for broadcast to get underway in just over an hour's time. Ten past two, the first bounce this afternoon. There's plenty of interesting storylines which will weave our way through over the course of our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles, Beaumont's floor tile sale. Choose Beaumont's for 20% off floor tiles now and very shortly we'll be speaking with Brett Montgomery from GWS to get his thoughts in the lead up to today's encounter. But before we get there, our call team, which is powered by Signet, power every moment with a Signet power bank. It is a pleasure to welcome Matty Hill to the call this afternoon. Matty, an absolute pleasure to be here under the roof, thank goodness, at Marvel Stadium. It's a pretty murky old day in Melbourne, a, a cool day obviously, but uh, 6 versus 11 before the round started. Uh, I think we're going to have quite a close tussle. Essendon's supporters would have been hopeful after their start in 2023. GWS, uh, as we bring in our special expert uh, today, Michael Barlow, uh, I'm sure you'd agree Mickey, that there's just something about GWS that's exciting and uh, they're, they're always a threat. There is, The, yeah, sorry, Matty. We just uh, the first time I've ever testing, heard you speechless. I was looking at Matty Cox, who uh, <laughs> right, who, who loves the buttons and knows how to power them. I was given a simple instruction: turn it on, and I didn't do it. So here we are. We're off and running, and off that's and running not, nicely on a Sunday. That's but, not Signet's fault either. Just <laughs> no, exactly. Um, never do that. But Matty Hill, yeah, the Giants are aside, and I'm looking forward to speaking to Brent Montgomery um, soon about where they sit and, and what their press prospects look like for the for this afternoon, yes, but for the rest of the year. They're aside, I'm just still waiting for them to flick the switch and, and get their game going. Adam Kingsley's come in and 
He's shown some aspects of this orange tsunami that we've, we've heard a little bit about over the off-season and you know, the, the increase in uh, defensive pressure and a little bit of an increase in um, offensive dare with the ball. So under the roof at Marvel, no excuses to, to not be able to use Corridor, get some overlap run uh, for the team from the west of Sydney today. And from an Essendon perspective, the first loss of the season last week, uh, he they were playing St Kilda at the MCG, went down for their first loss of the season. We'll be curious to get your or your thoughts on how the Bombers go, but we'll cross downstairs now because the Giants are standing by with Brent Montgomery, who joins us on AFL Nation this afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Brent. Gotcha. Sorry about that, boys. Oh, good. It's not the first time we've... Uh, Mickey Barlow couldn't find the button either this <laughs> afternoon, so we're tracking well. Uh, what's it like to come here t under the roof on a cold, wintry day in Melbourne? Yeah, well, it's, uh, I think the boys woke up with a big smile on their face knowing they're going to the, the stadium with the big roof. Oh, when, when we left Sydney, uh, weather's still very, very good. It rains a lot, but it's still quite warm, so... Uh, the boys went out for a nice walk this morning. It was probably the briefest pre-game walk I've ever seen. Uh, straight back inside and ready to go. Uh, Brett McPalo here. Nice to speak to you. How are you enjoying uh, the new look? There's a new look coaching group. Obviously, Adam Kingsley comes in and um, takes the reins there. And, and the switch in game style is evident. It just does take some games um, for this side to to wrap their head around that new direction. In, in particular, the ball use, the the increased dare with the ball um, and that willingness to use the corridor more so than they would have in the last 12 to 24 months. Yes, yeah, spot on, Mick. The um, look, it is really refreshing. It's a obviously it's a very new club, in, and in many ways, it's a, it's an immature club that's um, that's growing every day. And, and you're right, it is a new panel, it's a new coach that's got strong thoughts. But um, myself, Ben Hart, Jeremy Laidler, and Craig Jennings, we're all we're all really new. So um, there's a system, a really strong system that Adams brought in over the. I guess the, the wealth of knowledge that he's been able to take away from his Richmond experience, his St Kilda experience and his Port experiences. So, But, yeah, the, the dare that you speak about with the ball is certainly something that is um, front of mind with us. We want to bring back the tsunami. We want to bring back uh, some excitement in the way we play, both in offence and defence. And I think to this point, after three games, the sample size is it's small, but it's still big enough to see what we're trying to achieve, and, and we won't get it right all the time. And, and clearly against Carlton last week in a game we probably should have won, we had moments where we didn't get it right. Toby Green, uh, I don't think there's many uh, GWS interviews where Toby Green doesn't get brought up and, and mentioned. I did call the game last weekend. It was a frustrating day for Toby. But what I really love about watching him play, when he does have the poor days, his attitude is remarkable. He's just grown in stature in terms of the way he plays, yes, but his maturity around that group, some of those entry kicks or potentially some free kicks or, or decisions may not go his way, but his ability just to, to dust it off and, and be the front man uh, for your side, you must be really proud of what he provides in that aspect. Yeah, 100%. He's, uh, he's certainly a leader through actions and, and a lot of the time the, the part of leadership that goes sort of unnoticed is doing the right things at the right times and being able to step up in big moments and that's him. I thought Newman did an outstanding job on him last week and the support he got around him in terms of the team effort against Toby was, was again, outstanding. And I know Essendon would have had a, a really good look at that. But even to the, the dying moments of that game, you still thought he was going to win us the game. Uh, the left foot snap, the contest he provides, um, we just never questioned that. So, uh, look, I, I would, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, 
would bank on him uh, fighting back pretty strongly today. That's exactly right. Just one last one on, on Toby. As you mentioned, Nick Newman did a tremendous job and, and Essendon would have had a look at that. But how, how have your coaching group and the match committee and the side looked at um, the ability to help Toby with you know ball entry, uh, one, but potentially some physicality and um, looking after their, their, their significant leader? Well, I think one thing out of last week is Toby's selflessness probably cost him and us a little bit in terms of uh, he probably just tried to play his role too much. I know that sounds um, in contrast to a lot of things you hear in the AFL these days, but Toby has a licence for a reason. Uh, he has a licence to do some different things. He has a licence to go to different parts of the ground. And I think just by holding as a forward and, and, and trying to play what was a pretty meat and potatoes role um, probably cost him some diversity and a little bit of... Um, change up in his game so we, we just reminded him of that this week he, he's got our full trust and our full support he knows the, every role on the ground so he's got the ability to move within all of those um, so I, I would imagine today if he even if he has five or ten sort of dull moments you'll see some movement in him Brett, the, uh, the match last week will obviously be remembered for uh, the subject of dissent. Uh, has your club uh, been a little bit distracted by that this week or have you been able to turn it into a positive and fire the players up uh, this week? Oh, what, what I did take out of that is I, I recognise the strong leadership in the response for, for our club and Steve Cornelio around that and just to make sure we knock that um, rubbish narrative uh, on the head I just love the way the club approached that, that supported the play, which is not unusual, uh, but to knock that on the head and, and call it out as complete rubbish in terms of constant dissent or an ongoing sort of feud in that game was, was really strong. So I don't think it's been a distraction. If anything, we made some light of it um, and we moved on pretty quickly. We, look, we're a club that supports it. There's no doubt about that, but we support it being um, certainly being interpreted in the right way. What's the plan to stop Essendon in their tracks today? They've had a positive start to the season. They went down to the Saints last week. Where are the areas that you'll be focusing on to minimise their impact this afternoon? Well, I think if we talk templates, uh, I think Ross and St Kilda did a, an outstanding job on them last week. The, uh, the inability to take those marks that, that, that edge them forward and build the ball up. And, and again, when they get their opportunity to strike or pounce on turnover, was completely taken away. So we, we had a look at that, whether we can... You know, necessarily take care of that at the same level I mean, remains to be seen but that, that's certainly the way we believe the game should be played so oh, look, they, they've got plenty of talent all over the field and um, yeah, it'll, it's going to be a tough game and they've made some adjustments I'm not sure that they've been able to take full control of those adjustments just let just uh, very similar to us in terms of how much progress they've been able to make on their on their new style so Look, they've got some damage. They're going, to, they're going to cause some damage with the ball. They're going to try and take it coast to coast, and they're going to go untouched. So we've got to do something about that early. Brett, we appreciate your time this afternoon. Good luck. Thanks, boys. Enjoy. Brett Montgomery joining us from the Giants' rooms in the lead-up to their encounter today against the Bombers. It's been a really interesting week, as Brett alluded to in that conversation regarding the dissent rule and then the allegations that the were allegations. labelled oh, where are you going with this? towards Stephen Cornelio and all the murmurs that were surrounding this potential issue, Mickey? Yeah, oh, I love I love the way Adam... I tell you what, I don't reckon you'd want to cross Adam Kingsley um, in life, would you? Like, in a, in a negative way. He speaks with authority and even um, just then Brett Montgomery speaking to their passion and their, their support of their club and their person. So I think it's very, 
significant uh, club off Broadway that has its own challenges with um, getting into the market and getting eyeballs on it, you don't want to be pushed over. So to get on the front foot really quickly, seek clarity about the the, the decision early in the week and, and be quite public about it, I loved it. Um, because calling the game last week, it just took the stuffing out of them. And, and they were three points up or they were a goal up, go to a goal down and... It's 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 heartbreaking in those circumstances, and I think the, the the comment was made. Oh, it's okay. It's only the Giants. That was the narrative that the Giants were trying to get out. There. It, it can't be. Ah, oh, well, it's at least it wasn't Collingwood Carlton or whatever it was. A big eighty thousand, ninety thousand um, crowded game. So love the way they approached it this week. I'm I'm looking forward to a big response, you know, physically and and the dare with the ball that that Brett spoke to there. Are you curious to see what happens if we get into a similar sort of situation? And it may involve the names that were circulating around last last week. Are you concerned with how they're going to manage that or the greater focus that's going to be there or the pressure on their shoulders? Oh, the, the leadership he, Brett, just spoke to, uh, we see it with Toby Green. I think it's probably un, un, it, it's washed under washed away a little bit, um, the influence or the, or the understanding of the influence that Stephen Cornelio has on this group, Josh Kelly has on this group, um, guys that have been around since its inception and been around for a long time. Like we see Toby Green. That's why I kind of refer to him as the front man. He's, the, he's everything you see you know, with the Giants. Advertising for today's game, bang, big, big picture profile of Toby Green. Cornelio um, as captain of the club. Josh Kelly, you know, a tremendous leader of this football club. So... They've got weight of numbers, Lockie Whitfield. Um, they've got weight of numbers, so there will be a... And I did ask Brett just about that. You know, Toby does take a lot of that responsibility. Those other guys have to keep coming along and, and shouldering some burden as well. GWS, and they're not Robinson Crusoe here, have lost their last six matches away from home. Is there much in that, or is it just uh, the maturity of a young side or a, a newish team, or is it just what it is? Yeah, uh, it's, a good, it's a good question. I think... Um, they are a newish team, aren't they? So the teething issues of, of style, um, training across the summer, you train in that environment all of the time. So you're, you're training those dimensions, you're training that ground, you, you get that feel. Um, and then the new style has to go on the road. What, what a club like the Giants will establish, well, I'm really confident this, this club will, will bounce really quickly. And I'm still thinking they're, they're a side that can, can surprise a couple and maybe push into the eight this year if they get their game going. They need to embrace the road. Um, my time at Fremantle, before Ross Lyon got to Fremantle, it was Frio were a pretty strong side at home, hard to beat at home, and just away. It was get there, and the opposite, the home team just took the points. You know, the white shorts went on Fremantle, and you just couldn't get a result. And it was more psyche than <clears throat> than anything else. And um, I was going to say that because a lot of football grounds nowadays aren't that dissimilar, are they? I mean, uh, it's a bit different to the old days of that tribal going yeah. to a home ground, particularly in the old days in Melbourne. But I would have thought it was almost above the shoulders. Oh, absolutely. Sort of yeah, like most, most clubs, like Brisbane's new facility, I think they've got um, a couple of grounds, one MCG size, one Gabba size. Um, yeah, all all uh, Coburn, at, at Fremantle, similar. Like they've got the, they can create the dimensions of said ground. Um, to where they're playing that week. So the the psyche of that and, and the Ross Lyon mantra was anywhere, anytime. You know, it doesn't matter where we go, anywhere, any anytime, anyone really. You, you go and and uh, take it on. And, and what that can build for a side like the Giants, when you go on the road, it's 22 versus 
30,000. And there is, and it's not really, you know, it's pretty hard to win 22 versus 30,000, but yeah, it's, uh, it's 22 versus 22 with all those supporters in the crowd um, to be able to support. But that psyche to be able to just dig in when you've got the white shorts and understand, hey, this, this is pretty special when we get these results. They're really, really significant moments in club histories. So how important is it today then for this young, impressionable GWS side with the new leadership team at the helm to come to Melbourne today against a team that they've had some pretty decent recent form against GWS over Essendon? They haven't played at Marvel Stadium, I think, since around 15, 2019. So it's been a while since they've encountered at this venue, but their recent form is quite strong. Is it almost a a moment that Adam Kingsley would be pointing to and saying, yeah. we're building from this point forward? I think there's, there's scope today. I, I, I do the old pitch the magnets up on the board. You pitch the 22 magnets up on the board and you go, you go magnet for magnet, position for position, and you go, how many of these matchups, who do you give the tick to? And you look at the Giants now, I think um, the Giants coaches really have to embrace the fact that we're a good side. Look at the names on this board. Like, look at the names on this board. And you, you slap the board, slap the names of the Essendon board up, and nothing should um, haunt that, or nothing should overwhelm them with what what is on Essendon's um, team sheet. The, the one is probably Draper, a young ruckman, Matt Flynn, who's finding his way. But but can they break even in in a ruck um, situation where last week last week was a really outnumbered um, or, or swayed in, in the in the favour of Carlton in terms of hitouts last week. Can Matt Flynn get going? But the rest of the magnets, you, Toby Green, Jesse Hogan, um, Harry Himmelberg, Callum Ward, Finn, Cal- Finn Callahan, great young player who's going to come through. Lockie Whitfield, um, Isaac Cumming, very underrated. Sam Taylor, nearly best fullback in the competition. So they've got the names. Um, I'm getting quite passionate about this because I think you want to see them just the rubber hit the road with, with their club and, and Adam Kingsley probably needs half half a year to get this style going. Um, but yeah, I'm barracking for it a bit quicker. There's a bit of uh, Coach Barlow coming yep. out uh, again uh, after <laughs> he was very quick to point out he had a good day on yesterday, Matty. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, Werribee have started well. We've, broke, <laughs> we've broken the duck. Yeah, we've three rounds in. Um, already had a bye. Need to rest after round one. Obviously, it's very important. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but lost to Brisbane by a point, so sat on that one for 14 days. Um, and then went back up to Queensland yesterday and, yeah, got the result against Southport in a, in a pretty willing uh, old contest. Yeah, two standalone clubs um, throwing their best at each other. It was a good, a good day. But so, uh, uh, now in the commentary chair today. Things going well out at uh, Churnside Park mm. there uh, at Werribee. So as we sit here on a Sunday afternoon so far, it was Brisbane 18-8-116 over Collingwood 11-17-83. Friday night, so Friday afternoon, 16-11-107 Carlton over North Melbourne 11-18-84 at a packed Marvel Stadium on Good Friday. Adelaide Crows 17-9-111 over Fremantle 10-12-72. In a thriller at the G at a wet old night at the MCG, the Bulldogs 12-17-89, Richmond 12-12-84. St Kilda over the Sun 17-11-113, 8-12-60. In a thriller at the SCG was Port Adelaide 9-12-66, Sydney Swans 9-10-64. We'll get the thoughts of Michael Barlow later in this hour about a few of those matches. So when we do take talkback later on throughout the day, it's for Star 21 Discover the Difference and our call team is dressed thanks to Ringers Westerns. They've got you covered, ringerswestern.com. So we are very excited about the inaugural gather round which is uh, coming up 
I think the three of us are a little bit jealous we're not going to be uh, over there uh, <laughs> next week. Uh, but we felt it necessary to highlight what an unreal stadium that Adelaide Oval actually is, arguably one of the most beautiful stadiums, not just in Australia, but the world. And what about the hotel? Uh, the Oval Hotel, I'm fascinated by this uh, concept. It is uh, integrated into the stadium. If you're looking to make the most of game day, nothing really gets past spending the night at the stadium. Oval's Hotel's VIP footy experience pass it, a package, a must-do for footy fans this season. OvalHotel.com.au You're listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season. Welcome back to AFL Nation for tyre power. Big Easter sale now on. We're at Marvel Stadium for round four of the AFL this afternoon. It is Essendon taking on the greater Western Sydney Giants. Our pregame show is for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's floor tiles sale. Choose Beaumont's for 20% off floor tiles. Now, before we take a look at the ladder and the results so far this weekend in a little more detail, just recapping that news that we went to the last break with, which is Andrew Phillips is into the side for Essendon, their second ruck, if you like. He replaces Dyson Heppel in the selected team, but Heppel is now being named as the sub. Explain why they would have done that, Michael Barlow. Well, I don't know. I don't know, Coxie. But thank you Thanks. very much. <laughs> no, there is there's, uh, the old trick play. I, I suppose oppositions, the coaching staff put so much effort and emphasis into, OK, how are we going to match up? What do our matchups look like? Um, so the whole the whole week is based around what ifs when when you're talking about oppositions. Um, so the ability to bring in a tall it, it absolutely throws a spanner in what the Giants would have uh, been preparing for because they are actually quite undersized in their back half anyway. Um, Buckley plays above his height, so does Iden. Um, you know, Sam Taylor's a genuine genuine key back, but I think they're looking to to stretch. Um, the Giants' backs with, with their front half. Draper will take the predominant ruck position, you'd imagine. And um, the journeyman Phillips, who used to play for the Giants, Carlton, and now the Bombers, um, will come in and, yeah, try and take a couple of clunks. Oh, I don't mind it from the Giants' point of view, though, right? Because he's a, he's a genuine ruckman. And they're picking him, I would imagine, to try and stretch him forward. So the, the, the directive to the Giants' defenders is, you know, get that body spoil on, bring it to ground once on the ground where away and that's our game it's very curious particularly we'll focus on Dyson Heppel in a moment but Daniel G and Syracuse joined Sunday crunch time just a, a little earlier this afternoon and spoke about the role of the sub and how it is used in the, the modern game take a listen I think just with regards to that I think you're you're looking at the 23 now yep. so whether it's Hep, whether it's anyone else in our team, I think you're looking for how to get an advantage. And I heard your conversation before this, and I'm well-versed because I obviously <laughs> did it late in my career. And um, the game's slower. I looked yep. fast when I came on with 40 minutes to go, and um, I knew everyone else was cooked. So uh, I think that's how we're looking at it as a coaching staff. Um, I watched that game yesterday. The dogs and Cochin had an impact, didn't he? So... You know, I, I don't think you, you put a line through anyone to be doing that role. Um, we'll keep making those decisions with, with what best fits the team to get the result we're looking for. 
And Michael, absolutely no surprise that uh, when the rule changed that you can sub uh, someone on for absolutely no reason that uh, this was going to happen. It's round four uh, and it's, uh, well, it's, it makes sense. Makes that that's the sense. way they're thinking that there's now a 23 out there, not 22. Yeah, and it, it probably does. And listening to Gia there talk about... Um, Heppel, it's Heppel today. It's it's Cochin yesterday. I'd imagine Trent Cochin's going to play a lot of the sub. I think Mark Murphy played about 15 games as a sub to get himself to um, was that the Medi sub. It was the Medi sub he was playing as I reckon as well. Before it was, it's a we'll come back to that. But yeah, it's, I think a lot of these veterans might get the extra year superannuation off the back of um, it becoming a genuine sub. It's a better rule, isn't it? It's a better rule because um, yeah, the grey area around the medical sub players were going off with um, you know, a stubbed toe and getting subbed out in important parts of the game. So the integrity of it now is, is, is really clear. It's, you can activate that whenever you feel it's necessary. The one part of the rule that I'd like your, your thoughts on is if you are a sub and you don't actually get activated, mm. should you deserve a game next to your name? Uh, ooh. Oh, it's one on... I'm neither here nor there on really. I'm neither. I'm not passionate enough about it either way. Um, but I suppose we spoke about the Mark Murphy situation. He's got the 300 games. Probably played 280. <laughs> <laughs> and good afternoon to Mark Murphy. He's actually four boxes away. He's, he's, he can't hear us. Thank no, goodness. he's not listening. So we'll get that clipped up and send it through to the next commentary box. <laughs> Just on the Cochin and the Heppel style of player that is being utilised in this role. From a coach's point of view... Is is using that that wealth of knowledge and experience laid in the game better or more beneficial than a young kid with hunger and desperation that's got a bit more sizzle, if you like? Oh, you can go either way, Coxie, and um, you're throwing some curly ones at me today. I've got to be on my got to be on my game here for some of these yeah. questions, which aren't on the run sheet. We usually come in, and this is what we're going to talk about. Anyway, my thoughts on this. I saw right? you researching I, um, and I just thought about this even. Because I'm a coach as well, I'm always trying to think about how to how to best uh, utilise your players. We we call this as padding in the uh, radio yeah, speak. and I've got a great answer. Uh, so I like the idea of the more experienced player as the sub for two reasons: their their body of work when they come out, that, that maturity, and they won't think they have to do everything in a minute as a sub. You know, they've got if they play 40 minutes, they'll just understand in 40 minutes if I have six possessions and. Um, impact offensively and defensively in that 40 minutes beautifully. Whereas a young, impressionable guy might come out and think he needs to be best on ground in the 40 minutes. Also, what you get is an experienced head when players are coming off. As a coach, you're always looking for, for someone to manage your bench um, that understands the game and can give good feedback to players and understand what they're going through. So you reckon Trent Cotchin's a pretty good person to be able to sit there as the sub, waiting to go on and, and, and stay pretty lighthearted and relaxed and a young player come off um, halfway through the first quarter after a poor effort or whatever it may be, and, and Koch can just tap on the shoulder and, and empathise with. So uh, the more experienced player, I think, will become the, the, um, the, the trend of the sub, yeah, for, 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 that, uh, for that reason. And with Dyson this afternoon, with the issues that have surrounded his form, and it's almost like maybe this is his role because we've been questioning what is it in this 2023 version of Essendon? Is it on the wing? Is it off halfback? Is it inside 50? Dual position as well is important as the sub, isn't it? So Cochin can play anywhere. A magnet that can go anywhere because um, you do have to protect for an injury, don't you? In an ideal world, you wait till early in the last quarter. The game's going okay and you can 
um, if you need more run, you pull off a tall. If you need more height, you, um, you, you keep the tools out there, uh, those situations. So the magnets that can go anywhere are really important um, for the sub discussion. Darcy Fort was an interesting sub a couple of times uh, for the Lions late last year, but I think that was more so. I think they were um, a little bit concerned maybe about their number one ruck and, and the health and fitness of him. So versatile and experienced subs is the order of the day. Certainly is. Dyson Heppel, the sub this afternoon after Andrew Phillips coming in to the selected team for the Giants. Cooper Hamilton will be the sub this afternoon. And we're talking about uh, the hotel at Adelaide Oval. I've, I've got a one-track mind here this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I think someone's trying to get on a plane over there. Tell you what, I'm not happy off. that I'm not going. I, no, I think we're the three of us. The, weekend. <laughs> the three of us, we need to get over there. Um, you can actually get a bit of a prize if you uh, work hard for it. You. If you can head to iCanWin.com.au, tell us in 25 words or less who you would take with you to gather round and why. Um, and you could win a trip for two. Have a listen to this. Two for Adelaide for AFL gather round, including flights for two, airport transfers to the hotel, hotel transfers to the airport, two nights accommodation with breakfast included, two reserved seating tickets to Adelaide and Carlton on Thursday night, Two tickets to Richmond versus Sydney with corporate hospitality on the Friday. So head to iCanWin.com.au. It's all thanks to Macca's footy. I'm loving it. Tell us in 25 words or less who you would take with you to gather round and why. And uh, given Matty's uh, push for it, he is well and truly able to be on that list for anyone who wants to write in and explain why they'd like to take Matt Hill with them to Adelaide <laughs> for gather round. A later update for Isuzu, the versatile Isuzu D-Max. Uh, it's been an intriguing round of results, which sees St Kilda on top of the ladder. Four straight victories. Did anyone out there anticipate that that would happen? No. No, quite remarkable. I Hindsight's beautiful, isn't it? But you do look at their, their draw and, and see who they've played. and um, They pl- they played Essendon last week. I, I think you know, going into the season, most pundits were looking at Essendon as a, a 12 to 16 side. Um, Fremantle's the interesting one. That got them first up. And Fremantle, after four rounds, we've kind of identified that they're in no man's land, really, with what, with the way they're playing or where their season may be going. Um, the Doggies, great win um, for that one, and then one escapes me. But they've been able to really uh, cover for the losses of, of personnel, haven't they? Remarkably, Sandringham in the VFL has only had anywhere between kind of four and six players available to play. To put that in context... Um, the VFL Suns today have 22 playing. So that, that means there's 10 to 12 significant injuries on, on the books at the Saints. And Ross has just been able to play a style, contest and clearance style, take the ball forward style, and defend from a long field. And, and that's his bread and butter. So he's rubbing his hands together the way they're playing. But he would like a bit of top-end talent back in that side, which will start to leak in um, over the coming weeks. Has it surprised you, the fact that he's been able to put his imprint so quickly onto this group? I can imagine. I, I actually have, have a... I've closed my eyes and actually visualise exactly what's going on in St Kilda team meetings and whatnot now. It's, you know, the week, one week at a time. We're just, <laughs> just let's, uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. It's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems. 
And I just want to I'll keep giving great effort and I'll keep playing the kids. You know, it's going to, going to find it hard to bring Jack Steele back in. If, well, he's not, but he's going to bring him back in. <laughs> but make it hard for Steele to get back in, all that stuff. He's, um, but he's won probably poor performance or, or, or a little, little deflate away, I reckon, from, um, yeah, probably just squeezing the needle on them as well. Speaking of which, bringing it back to today's game with GWS, uh, were you impressed with uh, Kingsley's response uh, to uh, the Canelio issue about the umpires uh, saying that he was basically whining through the entire match? Mm -hmm. It was a, a great way of just consolidating the team, but also it really killing the contest, if you, if you put it that way. It's a good call, Matty, because uh, in, a, in a world of clickbait, the narrative may be something completely different, but if you put the heading or... or, or or, sorry, if the narrative is led by the media and led by one or two people that have potentially an agenda or, or, or a, line of, a line of discussion they want to take it, then that becomes... People just take it as gospel. So the ability of Adam Kingsley to come out and say, well, hang on, I want to really clear this up. That, that's, that's not fact. Um, and they've doubled, tripled, quadrupled down on it. They loved it. So... Stephen Cornelio, I think, walks... Because I reckon Stephen Cornelio has been a player in the last couple of years. How, how has he felt at the Giants? Has he felt like he's, he's you know, fully loved and, and, and brought along for the ride in there? I think this week would indicate that he, he's feeling as comfortable as ever um, as a GWS Giant member. Bringing them all together, Adam Kingsley. The yeah. Giants currently sit 14th on at the ladder. One win, two losses to their name so far in season 2023. The Bombers, they remain inside the eight. They're fifth with two wins and one loss. The ladder update is thanks to the Isuzu D-Max. Live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. We'll take a break here on our pre-game show for Beaumont Tiles. Beaumont's floor tile sale. Choose Beaumont's for 20% off floor tiles. Now it's AFL Nation this afternoon for tyre power. Big Easter sale now on. We're at Marvel Stadium for Essendon and GWS. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season. It is AFL Nation this afternoon from Marvel Stadium. It is Essendon taking on GWS. We'll get into the cut and thrust of our match for broadcast very shortly. But some of the, the burning issues, a bit of rapid fire before we get our teeth stuck into this afternoon's game. Michael Barlow, who is our expert this afternoon here on AFL Nation, joining myself, Matthew Cox, and Matt Hill with you. The Tom Lynch situation, you've... I'm assuming you've had a, a look at it before I throw the doozy up to you. Is there anything in it? Uh, Tom Lynch, good friend of mine, so let's say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's got a bit of a... He's got, a, he's, got, he's, got he's a bit clumsy, isn't he, Tom? So um, I'll have to have a better look at it, to be honest, Coxie. I've, I've finished... I had to jump on the plane late last night or, or last night after the game on the Gold Coast. Um, so let me just... Uh, pause for comment and get your opinion and then I'll come back at you. I think it's a very hard one to judge and I'm a sh it, it was very clunky, clumsy. That's how he is, Tom. Yes. Mm. The, is the issue is, which there's a bit of commentary floating around now, is was it a attempt at the contest for the mark 
or was it at an attempt at the man? You're looking at the uh, the replay now. He's, he's clobbered um, Alex Keith, a good uh, good country Victorian. So a couple of country Victorians going at it. Um, <laughs> it's it's all that, and it'll be slowed down within an inch of its life, won't it? To to get to get a result and to get a verdict and to take this discussion where it needs to go. So and they're they're in desperate need of him, um, Richmond. That doesn't matter one way or the other. Um, yeah, I'm going to really sit on the fence because I've said things before that, because for mine it's a, it's a football act and it's, a, it's an action that, you know, they're coming from different directions and um, feel that Tom was blindsided for, for large parts of, of the aerial ball um, and right at that last moment, the turn... And the collision, um, yeah, is the only only time I feel that Tom Lynch actually gets the sight of Keith. So, uh, a wait and see. But I would be on the on the side. I wouldn't know because, like you say, I reckon it's a flip of the coin. I think a lot of people would say bang out or, or bang in. I think it's fifty fifty. Uh, and I'll say I think he's going to be okay. Now, the, uh, you wanted rapid fire, Matty, so let's go rapid fire to uh, the uh, the Swans and Port Adelaide. Uh, were you surprised there wasn't at least some sort of a review on the goal line? Um, yes. Because that's yeah. what it's designed that's for, what, isn't that's it? That's what it's here for. That's what it's here for. Um, and <laughs> how, how, how often are we going to talk about... Had, had a lot of time to get this right, haven't they? And, and kind of clear up how the, how the process works. So... Um, Great response by Port, though, wasn't it? Yeah, and that kind of sums up where Port are at. I know this is rapid fire, but Port need to be under... They're, they're, they're suckers for punishment. As soon as they're under, under siege media or, or internally or whatever it may be and critiqued, they come and respond. Just be... Kind of do it... Just be a bit more consistent in, in what you do. Don't wait for the fire to come out and, and be prodded and, and poked from every direction before a response comes. Have the crows arrived? Well, I tip them to come. Uh, I'll put myself out here, Matty Hill. Where do you reckon I tip them to come this year? Oh, what, 15th? Uh, 18th. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought, you know what? I, I looked at their best 22 I wasn't going to be so harsh. That's why I picked 15th. <laughs> I, I looked at... Well, what have you had at the start of the year? 15th? Yeah, 15th. <laughs> Coxon. Yeah, between 15th yeah. and 18th. Yeah, I don't think many, many saw... The winner of yesterday's game uh, was very much... They're, they're the side that we can consider. I, I think Freo... They're going the other way. They might be down the back end. Are you prepared to put a line through them now? Um, no. No, I won't go just that far. Let's, give, let's get to round six. Six games, then come back to me. If they're one and five, yes. Two and four, we're probably still sitting on the fence. <laughs> three and three, they're back. Um, but Adelaide, I looked at their best 22 at the start of the year. And you're looking at guys like, you know, uh, Hinge, um, Berry, uh, you know, just guys that you know. Because we're in the in the game, but guys that their their growth has been buried in play yesterday and, and was kind of injured in the game before, but the, the growth of all the periphery players has been significant. Like their backline, they could have jumped up out of my wheat at the start of the year, and you wouldn't know who they are. But they are up and going. Murray, um, strong bodies and the ability to to hold their own in the air, and then that then Laird Smith, the experience, they've got a good blend at the moment. So. They'll finish ninth. <laughs> Would you agree it's a really interesting time of year for a coach, fourth or fifth games of the year? Mm. You go into a season with 
certain ideas of how they're going to pan out. And you might even have a plan for the first six weeks, seven weeks, but all of a sudden some things have gone splendidly well. Some have just not worked at all, and it's about the adjustments now in round four and five. Well, um, Adelaide's a great example. So that was zero and two, but they could have easily been two and zero. So they could easily be right now a side that's four, uh, four zip off the back of poor kicking. Um, could have could have put GWS to the sword in the first half in round one, gave them light with inaccuracy, and then stormed. Um, you know, got within a point of Richmond in round two. So there, yeah, we're, we're looking at, um, we can, yeah, it's a win-loss industry, yes, but if you look deeper into it, um, Matthew Nix has taken those first couple of losses to really hone just those minor tweaks and probably employ his players or, or make his players understand we're not far away. Like, we're, we're actually, we, we should be one-on-one one or two-and-zip. Um, just let's adjust these things, let's bind together, and we're on the right track. Two more games to come after this one this afternoon. Mm. Who's the coach that's under more pressure? Chris Scott or Adam Simpson? Oh, it's a... Uh, Coxie's on fire today. I'm going Chris Scott, after this well, they're, they're, neither, of the, neither, of the, neither of them are under pressure because Chris Scott has won a premiership last year. and um, That's what we, we're here to do, isn't it? Win a premiership and if you do that, you're, you're safe in your chair for a long, long time. But, yeah, to get his, their season, in terms of um, under pressure for their season... Uh, they can't be dropping that one. So I would say Chris Scott is on, under more pressure than Adam Simpson this week because Adam Simpson hasn't got any players. They finished the game last week genuinely with 16 fit players. So, yes, they, the, the ones were marked that couldn't come back on the ground. But Liam Ryan came onto the ground, couldn't finish, uh, and won't, won't play for a while. Campbell Chesser kept playing at the game, won't play for a while. So um, there's no pressure on them today and I, I, I'm fearful for what that score may be because uh, Melbourne are, Melbourne are going Well we know uh, what uh, Coxie will be doing on Easter Monday instead of uh, going to his holiday house he'll be putting in his showreel to the 7.30 report uh, absolutely <laughs> on fire is uh, young uh, Matty Cox so we've got a, a good game coming up uh, interesting to see what sort of crowd figure we get at Marvel Stadium, half the stadium uh, just about uh, full as the uh, umpires Razor. walk out so uh, we're going to take a break. Razor Rays out there uh, looking forward to it oh, as they turn the lights outage. off for the, uh, for the Bombers to run out. It's going to be Essendon GWS up next on AFL Nation. You're listening to AFL Nation for elders, for Australian agriculture and tyre power. Number one this season.